The Universal Beings, Volume 4, Chapters 37 to 45. Chapter 37. As mentioned previously, Alpha Centauri is a triple star system in the southern constellation of Centaurus. It consists of three stars, Rigel Centaurus, Alpha Centauri A, Ptolemon B, and Proxima Centauri C. Proxima Centauri is the closest star to the Sun at 4.2465 light-years, or 1.3020 parsecs, around which orbits a planet also named Proxima Centauri. More specifically, Proxima Centauri B. It orbits in the habitable zone, otherwise known as the Goldilocks zone. Scientists had known of this on Earth for centuries. It took up close first-hand scientific study to come to the conclusion that Proxima Centauri B was not suitable for life or colonization, although it would appear it had life at some point in the very distant past. Six months was coming up and Captain Azul was starting to feel like this was the end of the mission. They were bound by the mission statement to return home if they had not yet located the lost probe. Obtaining orbit with Proxima Centauri B and locating the probe were the first two objectives that needed to be completed before Explorer could move on to their next objective, confirm the existence of Proxima Centauri C, a planet scientists were fairly certain existed, but never were able to confirm from Earth. Explorer was mere days away from escaping orbit to set out on a course back to Earth when Dr. Evans and Old Man Franklin appeared in the captain's office, Captain Azul. Captain Man. Yelled Franklin excitedly. Dr. Evans continues, we found it. Azul and Man just looked at each other with hopeful curiosity. Captain Azul asks, please tell me you are referring to the probe. Yes. Dr. Evans barks back. Azul and Man spring out of their chairs and all four men rush out of the captain's quarters. Walking hurriedly down the corridor toward the bridge, Azul turns to Dr. Evans, where was it located? You're not going to believe this, responds Evans, but, it was right behind us. Somehow when we achieved orbit, we completely missed the probe and Explorer slipped right in front of it. That's why we couldn't find it. It was being shielded from sight and radar, hidden behind the protector plate, following us. How was it located then? Asked Captain Mann. Franklin responds, Brick and Dr. Crabtree were doing routine maintenance on the Bombay doors, and while they had all of the doors open for the visual inspection, Crabtree just happened to look up, and there it was. Right behind us. Captain Azul stops in his tracks, and everyone also stops and turns around to look at him. What's wrong Jim? Asked Captain Man. This means the prototype didn't fail. This means that we have more exploring to do. Captain Azul excitedly hurries back down the corridor as everyone hustles to keep up with him. Captain Man. Azul shouts, make a general address to the crew. Advise everyone to start making preparations for the continuance of our mission. Earth will have to wait. Chapter 38 Mark 9.35 years mission time and Captain Azul was preparing his crew to escape orbit of Proxima Centauri B and journey into the heart of the Alpha Centauri system. They were to search the general location that Proxima Centauri C was projected to be in. They had informed Earth Command of the discovery and location of the lost probe. They were going to continue on to their next objective, and leave the probe behind to continue orbiting Proxima Centauri B. It was concluded that everything had worked perfectly with the probe, except for the fact that the quantum communication system had failed somehow prior to achieving orbit. Considering Explorer was still successfully communicating with Earth Command in real time, there was no reason for them to not continue on to their next objective. The big question everyone had that no one could find an answer for was that Explorer was, in fact, communicating back and forth with Earth Command in real time with no noticeable difficulties in regards to time dilation. This was a complete mystery to the scientists and everyone at Earth Command. 
Somehow, it would seem that while time dilation had been proven to be real within the equations of relativity, staying bound to a host with the quantum communication network broke Einstein's laws of relativity and negated time dilation. Communication to and from Earth was instantaneous, even light years away from one another, therefore going faster than the speed of light. Quantum physics had been proven to be reality centuries ago, but no one predicted that non-locality would work scaled up like this. If this were all as true as it appeared to be, then this would mean that when they returned home, the same amount of time would have passed for them as it would have on Earth. No one would know for sure until they returned, but this seemed to be the logical conclusion. As long as they continued to remain bound with Earth on the quantum network, explorers and Earth's clocks would match each other. No time dilation. This was a monumental discovery that would fundamentally change the future of space travel for humanity. When Azul realized this apparent fact, he asked Dr. Evans, Franklin, and Brick what state of condition their probe appeared to be in. Brick just stared at Captain Azul for a moment and said, It looks like shit, Jim. Like it's a thousand years old. Everyone froze and just stared at each other when they realized what this meant. We better make damn sure we don't lose our quantum connection with Earth. Said Azul. Damn sure. Chapter 39 Captain Azul was excited. He couldn't believe their luck finding the lost probe at the last moment like that. But he wasn't going to overthink the good fortune. He and Captain Mann were too busy working with the scientists, Brick, and Dr. Crabtree plotting the course to their next objective, and the backup plan should they arrive at the given coordinates and there was no planet to be found. There would be no large body in space for a gravitational assist if Proxima Centauri C was just a phantom. They just didn't have enough chemical fuel to be making course corrections in the middle of deep space like that. They had to plot their course wisely in case the next objective somehow did not exist. Scientists on Earth were reasonably confident that Proxima Centauri C did in fact exist, and was at the given coordinates. All of the math bore this out, and there could be no other explanation except for a large planetary body also orbiting Proxima Centauri along with Proxima Centauri B. Math did not lie, so Captain Azul was confident they would confirm the planet's existence. Only then could they continue to their fourth objective, find out what the large black anomaly was that had been loitering around Ptolemon for the last three decades. And if it was what Captain Azul had a feeling it was, attempt to establish contact, and pray that they were benevolent. Chapter 14 Captain Azul and Captain Man were in agreement, and made a decision, prior to deorbiting Proxima Centauri B, Explorer would begin sending messages of peace and friendship towards the black anomaly, in binary code, and immediately started receiving strange and obviously intelligently constructed messages in response. The scientists were struggling to decipher the messages received. They weren't responses in binary code, but actually seemed to be some form of ancient human Morse code, to the astonishment of the scientists. Dr. Evans informs Captain Azul of some of the transcribed responses from the anomaly. As best as the scientists could conclude, the responses from the anomaly were also conveying friendship and peace. They were a very ancient race that knew of Earth and had visited many times. They were aware of the presence of Explorer in their star system. They were millions of years in advance of humanity technologically speaking, and while conveying peace and friendship directly, warned that humans were being monitored, and could easily be eliminated should they decide to do so. Captain Azul asked the scientists to send another message requesting permission from them to continue their scientific research in their solar system. Their mission's only objective was the peaceful quest for knowledge. The response received from the anomaly to this request seemed to be a reluctant approval. Explorer may continue on its mission, but the others expressed concern for the artificials on board Explorer. They requested that the humans on board shut down all of the Neomans until Explorer was done exploring their solar system. They could only be brought back online after Explorer was en route back to Earth. 
that condition was non-negotiable to the others, and Captain Azul felt he had no choice but to comply. How would we feel on Earth if we suddenly received a message from an unknown force stating their intent to inspect and explore our solar system, thought Azul. This seemed like a reasonable stipulation in Captain Azul's mind. The others clearly had something happen in their past to make them wary of AI. Captain Azul was not going to push the subject, and just agree with their terms. Bart obviously was not happy with this request from what he considered a potentially hostile alien force. If he were shut down along with all of the other Neomans, who was going to protect their creators? This felt like a trap to Bart, and he expressed his desire to have some of the Neomans remain online for the safety of the humans. Captain Azul pointed out to Bart that the others were clearly far more advanced than humans, and knew of the presence of Neomans on board Explorer, so it seemed reasonable to conclude that they have a way of monitoring Explorer and its crew. They would know that not all AI was taken offline. This would be a breach of contract, in a sense, and there was no way Captain Azul was going to start a relationship with a non-human civilization from a place of deceit and dishonesty. Captain Azul found out later that a message was received from the anomaly stating that Captain Azul had made the correct decision by not allowing some of the AI to remain online. The fact that the others seemed to know everything that was said and done on board Explorer frightened Captain Azul. But, he had gained their trust. And now they wanted to send a gift for Captain Azul as a token of their friendship. Captain Azul shuddered that he had to accept something from a race of beings that he knew nothing about. What could they possibly give us as a gift? He thought to himself. Chapter, Chapter 41. 41 Explorer had escaped orbit from Proxima Centauri B, and now they were en route to the coordinates given to them by Earth Command, and confirmed by the ship's main computer. In search of the unconfirmed planet Proxima Centauri C without the help of Bart and the other Neomans was far more daunting for Captain Azul and the rest of the human crew than they could have ever imagined. Neomans were so protective, reassuring, and informative to the human crew that suddenly being without their assistance was extremely difficult for them. Some time into the journey, a message was received from the others to Captain Azul. They had thanked him for complying with their stipulation regarding the artificials. They had reassured him that if he needed assistance, they would now be obligated to provide it, considering the absence of the assistance previously provided by the Neomans. Captain Azul sent a sterile message of gratitude back. The others proved their superior intelligence and technology yet again by sending Captain Azul another message, this one was a friendly warning to not try to achieve orbit with the planet they were attempting to confirm and study. The radiation and intense gravity from this giant gas planet will destroy Explorer. A course correction was strongly recommended by the others. Captain Azul felt that this was confirmation enough that the planet truly existed, and had a gut feeling that he should trust what the others were communicating to him. When Explorer had come close enough to Proxima Centauri C, the data they were receiving from the planet confirmed everything the others had warned Captain Azul about was correct. Captain Azul knew at that moment that he could trust them. Some days later another message appeared from the others simply stating, Yes Captain. You can trust us. He knew at that moment that every thought on every mind of every human on board Explorer was accessible to the others. They weren't just ancient and far more advanced than humanity, they were telepathic and all-powerful. For all intents and purposes, to humans these beings were gods. And now they were sending over the gift of friendship. The top three were very nervous about this, but felt they had no choice but to accept this gift. A transfer was made in one of the cargo bays from one of the shuttlecraft sent over by the others to the airlock that accessed the main body of Explorer. The top three held their breath as the door started to open to reveal whatever gift was being sent over by the others. Everyone's jaws dropped when they saw what the gift was. Because inbounds to happy, healthy, friendly, golden retriever puppy. What in the actual fuck? Exclaimed Captain Azul. 
Old man Franklin jumped for joy and fell to his knees with his arms outstretched as the puppy ran directly at him wagging his tail ferociously and licking Franklin's face. Tears were streaming down his cheeks. How can this be? Asked Franklin. How do the others also possess dogs? No one had an answer as everyone just stood there stunned and speechless. Most were in tears. Chapter 42 An open message was sent to the explorer from the others, human explorers. The creatures you refer to on Earth as wolf, canine, dog originated from our civilization many millions of Earth years ago. Their kind, in fact, precedes the existence of most races in our shared galaxy by hundreds of thousands, even millions of Earth years. They are the most brave, loyal, trusted, and beloved of all species in the known universe by all but a few races. We have been confused why you did not bring even one of them on board your vessel with you on your journey. We concluded that you were to have one accompany you for the remainder of your journey. The cognitive, social, physical and emotional assistance he will provide your crew will be fundamental to your collective positive overall mission outcome. You may name him whatever you wish. He is now your most loyal friend and protector. Program and educate your artificials correctly about them. Their status of importance to the artificials must be equal to that of humanity. This upgrade must be manufactured and installed into your artificials processes without delay. Artificials must never replace their rightful place alongside humanity. This is an oversight with the creation of your artificials that has troubled us, and must be corrected. May we all exist in eternal peace. Conduit closing. We will be monitoring you, and will assist you if an emergency arises. We now leave you to your exploration and research. Safe travels, our new friends. Always do good. We see you all. Conduit closed. Chapter 43 there was just no way to describe the happiness and joy that radiated from every crew member as the puppy made his rounds befriending everyone, one face lick at a time. There were no words. Only laughter and baby talk. This is the most incredible discovery in all of human history, thought Captain Azul. The puppy ran up to the captain, panting and wagging his entire body with purpose. Azul bent down and started scratching the puppy's belly and exclaimed, Playtime! The crew erupted in laughter. Dogs are the universal beings. He thought. This somehow completely makes sense. In the face of the puppy he saw the face of his beloved Barney from so many years ago. He has never loved another creature before or since as deeply as he loved Barney. They were inseparable, and everyone could immediately see how in love this man and his smart little dog were with each other. The heartbreak and indescribable despair he endured when Barney died was unbearable for him. So much so, that he had determined within himself to never feel that pain again. But. This little guy in front of him at that moment was demanding that he open his heart again to the love of a beautiful new friend. Fuck. He blurted out. Turning his back on this gift was not an option. As he was petting the little guy and looking into his eyes he thought back to Barney, the pain and heartache in losing him, it was worth every second I had with Barney. Are you a coward, Jim? Damn it. Looks like I have a dog again. At that moment the little guy started dancing and jumping up and down, and then right into Captain Azul's arms. Hugging the little guy tightly, he knew that this was the feeling he had been missing all these years, unquestionable, unconditional love. Bart's emotion upgrade is about to go into, jealousy and drama, mode. This could be a problem. But, he and his crew needed to start getting the Neomans back online and set a course back to Earth. Our mission is complete, said Captain Azul to the crew. Let's go home. Chapter 44 The course had been set, and they were on their way home. This was going to be a long trip back to Earth, but a feeling of total achievement was felt by all. Especially Captain Azul. Azul was laying in his bed with little guy by his side. 
stroking his face and scratching his belly with a huge smile across his face. This was the most content and at peace he had felt in so many years. He was still trying to process the fact that he received a gift of a beautiful healthy puppy from a race of non-human beings in an entirely different solar system than that of his home planet. To say everything seemed surreal at this moment would be an understatement. The Neomans all came back online without issue, and to Captain Azul's surprise, Bart actually seemed pretty indifferent about the addition of the new family member on board. Actually, either Bart had taken to the new puppy, or he was proving to be quite the actor. Captain Azul was shocked the previous week when he was talking to Bart and turned around and to his surprise little guy was in Bart's arms, wagging his tail and panting away as Bart was gently petting him. Captain Azul remembered thinking to himself, huh, that's odd. He remembered Bart staring at him as he was petting the puppy when he asked, What are you going to name this dog? What do you mean? His name is Little Guy, responded Captain Azul. Bart looked incredulous, Captain. No offense but that name is ludicrous. According to my research, this breed can grow to 80, sometimes even 90 pounds. What are you going to call him then? Big Guy. I am frankly disappointed in your lack of imagination, Captain. You can't continue calling him Little Guy. He is going to be a monster. Not as indestructive or evil, but as in gigantic. And possibly destructive also, come to think of it. Captain Azul chuckled to himself when he recalled that. But, perhaps Bart had a point. He thought about it and looked down at little guy. What do you think, buddy? Buddy. He thought. No. That is definitely showing a lack of imagination. I like the name little guy. Do you like your name, buddy? Little Guy jumped to his feet and started spinning in circles and wagging his tail at the attention he was receiving from his human. Thank you, thought Captain Azul, as he pondered his kind and benevolent hosts and this miracle they gifted him. Then, into his brain loud and clear came an undeniable, you are welcome, Captain. The fact that the others were capable of hearing his thoughts like that was deeply unsettling to him, but his gratitude was unquestionable. Chapter 45 Epilogue It had been a long journey home. The last almost nine years on the return voyage took forever, but somehow seemed to go by in a flash. Explorer had successfully achieved orbit with Earth, and Captain Azul was deep in thought as he looked out the window at his home planet. He wiped a tear away, and looked down towards his feet at Little Guy lovingly staring up at him. Captain Azul couldn't believe he was already almost nine years old. I don't know how I would have done it without you, buddy. He looked back out the window to his home planet and sighed. You ready? He said to Little Guy, Let's go, and I can show you your new home. The end. The end. The end. The end. The end. The end. The end.